And we back. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Greatly appreciate it. So let's jump in. Um, I think this episode may be a little quicker than last episode because um, I already like been mulling over these thoughts. Last last episode, it was like a lot of um. That was a lot of freestyle. You know what I mean? Like I, I mean, everything I do is a lot of freestyle. That was a lot of um getting passionate and just letting things flow where things flowed. So I'm going to do that today, but I've let things flow where things have flowed on this pretty often. So, you know, well, anyways, we'll jump right in. So there's three topics that I want to cover today. Um, and I'm not going to announce them. We'll just jump into them as we come, you know, up to them. The first thing I want to say, and it's not pertaining to a topic. It's just what I was watching. Oh, no, no, no. Scratch that. Not the first thing I want to say. The first thing that I want to say is a disclaimer. I am high as giraffe nuts right now, okay? I am. Uh, So, yeah, there's that. Keep that in mind as we move about today. So, if I lose my spot, forget what I was about to say, or jump to an entirely different topic, you know why, okay? I was anticipating a rainy weekend, right? I was anticipating being in my house stress all weekend, maybe like letting my titties hang, you know, hold the under boob sweat. I was anticipating a low key weekend because the forecast said it was going to rain for four days. However, it has only rained maybe like once or twice and it's only rained for about 20 minutes. So um, what I will not do is conform to the environment. Um, if it, if the earth thinks that it's just going to do what it's going to do, I'm going to stand my ground. So if I was prepared for a cozy in the house, smoke up a lot of weed weekend, then bitch, that is what I'm doing. And that is what I did. And that is why I am high as shit right now. But that is okay. Because when high Shonda is around, things go well. Okay. And yes. I did just refer to the high version of me as High Shonda. Now, if you know me in real life, you are familiar with High Shonda, okay? She's a little bit more responsible, a little bit more lenient, you know? She takes things into consideration. She's everything that you would expect a sober Shonda to be. Unfortunately, she's not those things, okay? Sober Shonda, she's low-key irresponsible, you know, to, to High Shonda standard, she's definitely like, High Shonda turns her nose up to Sober Shonda. So there's that. All right. Well, let us begin. Oh, no, not let us begin. What I was saying, I said all of that to say that I was watching 90 Day Fiance as I was, um, as I was smoking. And I'm at the episode where the guy from Cameroon is with the girl from some country place where they have horses and they shovel horse shit. Um, But obviously the girl's white. So he's with her and, you know, she kind of has this expectation of him to like be this, to like come to America, not be able to work for, I don't know if it's three months or six months, but not be able to work during that time frame, right? 
but yet he's supposed to be able to like make all of these uh american made aspirations come come true like all of these american made dreams come true how he going to do that he just got here he just got here he ain't even take off his leather sandals yet how is he going to make your dreams come true how hmm hmm how just just let me know let me know because truthfully speaking what can he do I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure at some point he can find some type of under the table work, but son just got here. Like I said, he ain't even wiggle his toes yet. And you out here like, oh, well, I want this type of ring and I want this type. And not only that, son has a whole misunderstanding of American money. The conversion of the money they have where he's from to American money. He is so... Like his scale is so off and you have this expectation for him to just get here and automatically take care of you like that. Like, can we be realistic? Can we be realistic? Like how, how exactly is he supposed to do that for you? Hmm? He can't even work just yet. Like, 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 like help, help me understand. You know what I'm saying? Like he can't even, he can't work right now. You don't even have a full-time job. You live at home with your, 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 your parents. You know what I'm saying? Which not saying there's anything wrong with that because I live at home. My parent lives here too. You know what I'm saying? Like my whole village is here. So I get it. I'm not even tripping off of that part. The part that I'm tripping off of though, is that you expect this man that just got to America. Hmm? He's still proving to America people. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to be here. He's still proving to the American government that he's he's okay to be here. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hit that. But now all of a sudden, he's supposed to like buy you this extravagant ring and do all of these things for you. I mean, he got her a nice ring and whatever. But sis and the, she before they even got to the part where he gave her the ring, she like two episodes ago already admitted to her sisters and her friends and her mom that she bought her own ring. Like, bro, you ain't even give son a chance. But I mean, I get it. In that aspect, you're thinking, okay, he's not going to be able to. No, that would be my thought that, you know, he's not going to be able to. Her thought is that he's not going to be able to get the one that I like. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, some girls have standard on these things. That's up to you. To each his own. I'm not one of those girls. But to those who, who are, that's what's popping for you. But you have to keep in mind the other the other side of that like yeah you have these standards of that but you have to date men who can live up to them standards and if you're not dating a guy who can live up to the standards you're gonna have to bring them little standards down a little bit and if that's not what you're up for you're gonna have to move on to somebody who can provide in the way that you wish to be provided for now if you're gonna build this man up to be that person you have to be patient and you have to also be understanding especially when it comes to financially you can't have fucking Lamborghini guy dreams and this dude can't even figure out the bus system yet because he just got here your expectations like you 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 gotta you know what I mean anyways I just had to get that off my chest because like I said that's what I was watching um when I was sitting here getting higher than giraffe nuts all right anyways um first thing on my heart and I wanted to touch base on and Forgive me because I might come off a little preachy sometimes when I have these podcasts, but I feel like 
you know, these are my vent sessions, my therapy sessions, you know what I mean? These are my opportunities to tell the world what I think about their actions and shit of that nature, right? So in doing all of that, one of the things that really bothered me is people's inability to step outside themselves. Now, I record a lot and I also like um, act like I'm recording a lot. So, and what that means, I know you're like, how can you act like you're recording? What do you, you do sound check? No, what happens is I sit down, I'll talk for an hour thinking that I'm recording something. Like just now I had to check, thinking that I'm recording something and then I look and I have recorded nothing, right? So that's what I mean by like, you know, fake recording. So some of the topics I feel like I may have talked about um, or touched base at some point because I've said them somewhere or, you know, felt like I recorded them or tried to record them, whatever. So if you hear me repeat something, um, hopefully the story is close to the same. I mean, I ain't lying, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, um, step the fuck outside yourself, beloveds. Okay. Um, there was a space where, um, recently where the theme was a lot of, um, woe is me. It's about me. You didn't for me. Why couldn't you do for me? Why didn't you think of me? Why didn't you, you know what I'm saying? It was a lot of that, but it wasn't a lot of, I reached out to you. I called you. I'm checking on you. You know what I'm saying? And it made me feel like, um, first of all, as a society, we are so fucking selfish. Okay. We are selfish. We think that the fucking world revolves around us and it's okay to have your own orbit. I promise you it is, but you also have to be mindful of how your orbit spins in other people's space. Okay. Because they too have an orbit. So you can't just be out here all willy nilly thinking that your shit don't stink. And meanwhile, you leaving shit stains in other people's, you know what I mean? Space. Like, come on now, be more mindful of yourself. Step outside of yourself. It's not always about you. Okay. Other people have so much shit going on, bro. So much shit. Especially in your, if you in your, between your late 20s and your early 40s. No, not even your early 40s. Your 50s. It's just so much shit that happens, period, in life, okay? So much shit you have. Um, childbirth, lack thereof. Um, illnesses. Just shit popping up out of the blue. One minute you're fine, the next day your leg don't work. Boom, that's out the door. You feel what I'm saying? Shit just be happening during during these years. And a lot of times, people don't be want to talk about the shit that they're going through. You know what I'm saying? If they allow you to know that that's something that they're going through, that's one thing. But a lot of times, and what I'm noticing, is people don't want to talk about shit until they've conquered it, until they're on the other side of it. You get what I'm saying? And for whatever reason, that's a whole different topic, but... The point is, everybody be going through shit. So when you move through the world, you got to keep that in mind. You're not the only one going through shit. When you call a dump on your friend, ask them how they doing too. Check on them too. Because yeah, you could be as angry as you are, but they could find out that they have some illness that day or, or their illness that they have could be acting out that day. Things can be happening. Life can be happening. You know what I'm saying? Like there's times when I hit people up, not even realizing that they was just having a bad ass day, a shitty ass day. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and me hitting them up and saying something funny or just hitting them up to invite them somewhere or, or, you know what I mean? Let them know that I was thinking about them. Shit like that really makes a difference. But that's me stepping outside of myself and saying, 
for that moment. Whatever I'm going through is going to help me feel better to check on them to make sure they're good. Not necessarily to dump on them, but to make sure they're good. There's a song, if you like, um, I don't care if you do or don't like, because I'm going to recommend the shit anyway. You're lucky I don't know the laws to the uh, the podcast uh, restrictions or whatever, because I definitely would uh, play that shit. Give me a second. I had to snatch that water break real quick. But anyways, there's a song by Earth Gang called um, Strong Friends. Yeah. And it's basically about, simply put, checking up on your strong friends. Sometimes you have to step outside yourself. Okay. There may be situations where you feel like somebody should have reached out to you. All right, but they didn't. You know what I mean? You feel like they should have, but they didn't. Maybe they didn't feel like they should have. Maybe they didn't. They not. They moving about the world, not even thinking about it because to them it's not that important. Or, or because they have something else going on. You know what I'm saying? You can't get mad at people for choosing themselves in some moments. You can't get mad at people for doing what they need to do to better them to better themselves in that moment. You can't feel a way about that. You have to step outside of yourself and be understanding of that. Because there's times when you going through your shit and you can't be the good friend or the good spouse or the good coworker or the good whatever role you play in people's lives. You can't be that fully. You know what I'm saying? And in those moments, you want people to step outside of themselves in some way, shape or form. It may not be to let you confide in them or, you know what I mean? Maybe that's not your thing, but maybe it might be something as simple as taking on a little project that works off of your hands because they see that you are stressed or overwhelmed. They don't got to do that shit. They don't got to take on that extra work. You know what I'm saying? You, you got to leave, leave home, leave to go home early and they stay an hour later to cover up what you couldn't do. They don't have to do that. They're stepping outside of themselves and seeing that, okay, something is going on with this person. Let me be mindful of that. Let me be, you know, helpful. You know what I'm saying? Like they're stepping outside of themselves. It really, and sometimes it doesn't cost your time. It doesn't cost anything. Sometimes it's literally just knowing when to back the fuck off. You feel what I'm saying? Like it it really, like I always say, it costs nothing to be decent, but it's also not super hard I mean I know there's um illness not illnesses but there's um there's uh brain differences and different abilities or whatever where it is hard for you to read social situations or to read the room I get that you know what I'm saying that's understandable but for those who can read the goddamn room read the room don't be that person that you mad at somebody because they're having a bad day you you didn't have a bad day before you bumped into them, but now you're having a bad day because they're having a bad day. And they couldn't give you the attention that you wanted from them. Now you mad. What? 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 What do you mean? What do you mean? Make it make sense. And instead of checking on that person, hey, you good? You want to cop an attitude. And be mad and hold a grudge and not step outside of yourself to see that maybe that person is having a moment. Maybe that person is going through something that they haven't spoken on or don't wish to speak on. But even if they do or don't, still back the fuck up and grant them a little bit of goddamn grace. It's not that damn hard. It's not that damn hard. Like, 
case in point, right? My coworker or my former coworker from like, we haven't worked together in probably, probably almost 10 years. Matter of fact, more than 10 years, right? Me and her mother share the same birthday, right? But her mother passed and she was very close to her mother, right? So typically every year since I found that out, before she can even say happy birthday to me, I'm just reaching out to her and sending her a hug. You know what I'm saying? Just letting you know I'm thinking of you. It's my day. But it's also a day that once belonged to her mother. It was also a day that once meant something different to her and had some type of sentimental value to her. And it takes nothing for me to step outside of myself and reach out to her and just let her know, hey, you know, here's some love your way. It takes nothing to do that. But you have to fucking step outside yourself. Duh. Okay. Um, let's see. Real quick. I don't know if y'all watch The Shy, right? But I'm going to run down this little situation, right? And most people know. Um, most people who watch The Shy know exactly which situation I'm about to run down. Okay? On the show, there is a character named Emmett. He's like a reformed playboy. You know what I'm saying? Once was a man whore. Now trying to do right. Right? Kudos to him. Then there's Tiff. Right? And Tiff is Emmett's, one of Emmett's baby mamas. And at this point, they're separated in their marriage. Right? So, long story, less long. Um, Tiff and Emmett were like, I guess, off and on. You know, at toward the end of their high school years or after high school. I can't really get the age, the, the timeline. Um, but they were like, you know, dealing with each other. Emmett did a lot of cheating. I don't know if the extra babies he has were, you know, during their relationship, but he has three kids. They have one together, right? So he did a lot of cheating. Now, if I'm wrong, politely correct me. Let me run that back for you. Let me run that back for you. Just in case, because I don't want anybody coming up, coming up in my mentions or in my DMs. You know what I mean? Because I read things as if there is a finger waving and a neck swaying. Okay, honey. Now, let me say that one more time. If I'm wrong, politely correct me and bring them goddamn references. If I'm wrong, politely correct me and bring references. Don't just tell me I'm wrong with no references. Because then I'm going to look at you and your message and I'm be like, well, who the fuck are you? Okay. And, and, and huh, clearly that is shots fired all day. Believe that. Who are you, bitch? I'm coming, I'm coming gun smoking. Okay. Anyways, um, it was never implied that during those times when Emmett was out doing his dirt, that she was doing her dirt. So I'm going to move under the assumption that during these times, Emmett was cheating and she was kind of on lockdown being loyal, hoping that he tightened up as us women tend to do. Okay. Now, if I'm wrong, 
I refer back to, you know, hit the little 15 second part, hit that about two times, maybe three. Anyways, um, they end up trying to be in a relationship, taking that relationship to the next level and becoming, um, husband and wife. They got married. Now, this is how trifling MS was. Like all of this change is just recent. Okay. He was so trifling to the point where it was either the night of the engagement or the night of the what? No, not the night of the wedding. Or like the night before the wedding or something. Somewhere, it was a night before something important within their relationship um, towards marriage. This motherfucker sleeps with her business partner who also works for him as a cook in his restaurant. Like, sir, my love, you feel me? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Why you do that? Anyways, back to the story. So she's all like, all right, fine, forgiving, blah, 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 blah. Now, at some point during their relationship and their marriage, early on in their marriage, they have a conversation where they're like, okay, well, you know what? Let's try this open thing. Here's my thought process here. Okay. I get it. She was sitting on a bench for a while. You tired of him cheating on you. So now it's just like, okay, we'll just both do what we do. Now, I don't recall how they laid out the terms, but maybe that could have been structured a little better for them. Um, Sorry, my mouth is doing that thing. We know I got cotton mouth, obviously. So but I don't like that noise when your tongue sticks to your teeth and whatnot. And sometimes people be leaving that in their podcast and I be trying to get that out. I don't like that. Um, Plus I have very sensitive ears. So when I listen back, I'm like, oh, I can't hear. Oh, that's nasty. Anyways, where was I? Um, They discussed having an open marriage, right? Now, maybe they could have been more structured with the time, uh, not the time, but with the terms of the, you know, open marriage-ness. They could have probably discussed that a little better or, you know, had more boundaries there. But for me at this point, um, she wasn't wrong. Okay. Fast forward. Emmett feels like I can't deal with the open relationship because as most men do, they can dish it, but they can't take it. Bros, I know y'all listening. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I usually cut hella, hella slack to the dudes. You know what I'm saying? Because I fucks with y'all. You know what I'm saying? I fucks with y'all. But truth be told, y'all be doing shit that y'all know y'all can't take for a woman to, to do back to y'all. Like real talk. Y'all be like, yo, you better not ever cheat on me. I'll leave you. And then go out and cheat like 20 times. Have a whole ass bitch on the side. You be like, bro, the fuck? I shelved my hoes for you. I thought you shelved yours too. If I didn't know that we wasn't out here shelfing hoes, I would have unshelfed my hoes a long time ago. Why you ain't say something? You know what I'm saying? It gets like that. So in that moment, I feel like she's not wrong. Now, when they decided to close the relationship, because Emmett, like I said, he could dish it, but he couldn't take it. Oh no, you out here giving all my loving away. Like, okay, fine. You sound like me now, don't you? Huh? Pontiff, you know what I'm saying? Anyways, um, they decide to close the relationship. Now here's where they fuck up. Here's where she fucks up, right? Because they decided to close the relationship, but she continued to see other people. She continued to see uh Iman Shumpert, right? 
she 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 continued to see Mr. Taylor. So that's where she became wrong. Now, prior to that, everybody's like, oh, Tiff is so terrible. Tiff is so terrible. Ooh, how? Because she's exercising the openness, the openness of their marriage just as she thought he would. It's not her fault that he decided now after cheating on me time after 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 baby after baby after time after time after time that now you want to do right by me. Bro, after like the 20th time, I'm pretty sure she was just like, bro, I got to do something different, man. This shit hurt. Like, no, not even because after the 20th time, that shit don't even hurt no more. You just be like, bro, I whatever you know what I'm saying but she wasn't wrong for exercising the space you know the 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 open marriage thing when they agreed on it but when they decided to close it and she continued to see um Mr. Taylor that's when she started like really fucking up that's when I'm like "Mm, okay Tiff like you bugging now once sounded like an alarm was going off now once everything was said and done right and we opened up the season I don't know. I think we had season four or something, five. I don't know. But once we open up this season, she's basically like telling him like, you know, I'm moving out. Um, I need some space. He's under the impression like, okay, well, you know, we, you just need some space. And she's like, nah, bro, I don't want to be married to you no more. And, you know, not for nothing, kudos to her for being completely honest. Because she could have strung him along. She could have pretended. She could have went through a whole great deal of motions where she was acting and presenting and making him believe something that wasn't real. But she chose not to. She chose to be upfront about it. So kudos to her for that. But, but, you know, me personally, moving into Mr. Taylor's house, that was, you moving, you doing a lot now. And that's just your, your man, your, your man friend and you boning him. You know, when you don't have your son and your son is being babysat properly. Notice I said properly. But, okay, that's one thing. But move, moving in moving in with him, whoa, we need to have some conversations because, like, my son, he be with you. So I need to know where you be. You know what I'm saying? Or where you be laying or where your base is so that I know where my kid will be. You know what I'm saying? Like, and who he will be around. Those are like real things right there. And in that moment, yeah, again, she's wrong. She's wrong. Now, is she wrong for seeking out that happiness or seeking out that 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 filling of the void of whatever she wasn't getting from Emmett outside of the fatherly aspect? Because we can't say that he's a bad father because this these last couple of seasons show him in a light where you know, he always does have his kids or he's getting ready to pack them up to go somewhere, getting them, you know, fed or whatever. So you can't say that he's not being present as a father. So that's not the void that she's trying to fill. Whatever she's trying, well, actually, to be completely honest, the void she's trying to fill is lo- uh, freedom, not loneliness, freedom. She, I think, is so scorned from whatever she felt or experienced during her situation while she sat on the sideline waiting for Emmett to tighten up. I think she's so scorned from that. Sometimes we get so scorned from things that it's like you don't even want to go close to it. You know what I'm saying? So it could just possibly be that right now the void that she's trying to fill is freedom. However, this guy here provides, 
you know, he provides the dick. Now it's in-house. You know what I'm saying? He's got, he's financially stable. So it's not like I'm worried about if the house is going to go under tomorrow. However, that is that nigga house. So you still got to worry about if he's going to put you out. But Mr. Taylor is seeming like Tiana has raised him properly. So he's acting very, you know, proper in this. And also she wants now with him to kind of explore an open situation. And he let her know straight from the gate. Oh, that's not my thing. That ain't my thing. It, he said, um, real smooth, like, I'm going to be the only, what do you say? I'm, I don't know. I'm going to just make this up. I'm going to be the only dick up in that pussy. And you're going to be the only pussy getting this dick. Something of the sort. It was wild, like a little graphic. Maybe not that graphic. Keep in mind, giraffe balls, giraffe balls. So I'm clear to say whatever kind of I want to say. I'm trying to just, you know, anyways. But he already made it clear. Mr. Taylor did. He already made it clear that I don't want to be in an open situation with you. If I'm messing with you, I want to focus my energy on you, not you and other girls. You know what I'm saying? I'm not on no Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday kind of shit. I want to be here and present with you. And she like, you don't like variety? Like, damn, bitch. <laughs> Calm down. Easy. Put the cat away a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Put it in this cage. God damn. Shit just purring for all kinds of little... Like, whoa, relax, bro. Relax. So he told her straight up, like, nah, like, that's not what I'm here for. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a one, one, one type of girl, you know, one guy type of girl, one girl type of guy. So anyways, um, I don't know from there. It doesn't really say so much as if she agreed to it more. So it was just one of those, you know, when you having a conversation and you don't really want to give it an answer or an actual response. So you just kind of be quiet long enough that it's understood that both y'all motherfuckers need to like start stirring and doing other things. Like you'd be in a room and you just be like, well, okay. And you just kind of sit there for a minute until somebody get up and start fake cleaning. And then that's your cue to exit. Like, all right, well, I'm gonna go ahead and um go put the dishes in the dishwasher and you know, I'm gonna holler at you. You know what I'm saying? Like you hit them with one of those. It it was one of those how they ended that off. So I really don't know what the fuck, um, you know what I'm saying? I really don't know what the fuck she felt toward him saying that. So they're still rocking. She's still staying there. They're still looking real happy and, you know, in tune. So maybe she agreed that, you know, they'll just stay with the monogamous relationship or situationship, whatever you want to call it. Now, here is where sis lost me all the way. And Tiff, Tiff, you're losing me. I know that you're a fictional character, but if in some alternate reality you are a real person, you lost me, girl. You're losing me. And I know that you could be better than this. All right. So fast forward to where she lost me all the way. Like, damn, off your bandwagon. Now, in high school, Emmett had this girlfriend, Keisha, right? I don't exactly know when Keisha and Tiffany got close like that. It it happened over the years, I suppose. But in my mind, if your nigga been cheating for all of this time and you know that he been cheating and, and you know that him and her had like some special connection at one point right before you got together. And I think at some point he might've even cheated on her with Keisha. I don't know, but you decide to be besties. Listen, 
keep your enemies close. I get it. You know, keep you keep keep your enemies close. You bring them right on in, hug them. Hey, girl, we besties now. Because now when shit happens, it's like, oh my god, you was my friend. How could you? How could you? We were friends. We oh my god, we were friends. Like, okay, girl, that's how they be trying to do it. So you just make sure, if, if, fellas, if you ever notice, like, you know, some shit like that, that's what's happening right there. Okay. So, anyways, um, she tried to bring her in, and they they became best friends. Now, as Tiff is like staying with Mr. Taylor, there's a moment where Keisha asks her, because now, like I said, they besties. They be hitting the town up and, and fucking them up, sis. They be fucking them up, sis. You know what I'm saying? They be doing that shit together. So, um, at some point, like, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not going, I'm not going to speak on Keisha's aspect of this. I'm just going to speak on the relationship and what's taking place. Now, Keisha has a baby. We're not going to talk about all the aspects of Keisha's life because she has a whole ass storyline, but Keisha and Emmett used to deal with each other in high school. Feeling still lingered. It was one of those, like, I'm always going to kind of fuck with you. Just you, you a hoe right now. I don't want to be with you. So, um, Keisha and Emmett rekindle, you know, they start by being cool and he's helping her out. There's a mutual, it's a mutual help there because now with Tiff out the house, he don't have no kind of female energy to help him with the three kids. And she don't really have no male energy or no kind of help really because she's staying in her dorm room. Oh yeah. Also she's in college. So she's staying in her dorm room. Baby start crying. She don't got no real break. So boom, holla at Emmett. Yo, can I come over? Can I pull up? He like bet pulled up. So as the pull-ups kept happening, kept happening. Now Phillips are, Phillips. <laughs> now Phillips are developing. Now feelings are developing. And you know, as Phillips, I really said that shit again. As feelings are developing, there we go. As feelings are developing, they decide, all right, well, maybe we should rekindle. Now Keisha already done asked uh, Tiff, hey girl, um, what's up with you and Mr. Taylor? Like, so you wouldn't be mad if Emmett was seeing someone else? She's like, no, nah, not really, blah, blah, blah. Okay, now here's the thing, Keish. It's a difference between you wouldn't be mad if Emmett was seeing someone else and you wouldn't be mad if Emmett was seeing me because she going to turn around and be like, bitch, you my friend. You can't be sliding down the same dick that I was sliding down. That's nasty. You know what I'm saying? But she ain't say that. She ain't leave that space for her. And I get it. Maybe that's not her story to tell. That part is not hers to tell. I don't know. But anyway, now it comes out that Keisha and Emmett are a thing. And honestly, they are so cute together. Okay, let's do this. Come on now. Blended family, uh, young love and all that shit. Now, Tiff finds out. Okay. Now, this is where she lost me. Now, the episode that recently aired, she, I guess, was is when she, she found out the episode before that. This episode, she's kind of working through her feelings. Mind you, mind you, Mr. Taylor... This motherfucker over here, like, yo, Tiff, why are you mad? You know what I mean? He over here, like, not for nothing, like, it didn't work out between you and him. Maybe it'll work out between him and her. They seem to care for each other. Why are you so upset? You got me. Hello, bitch, Mr. Six Foot 25 over here. Hello, look at me. And these big old juicy attaching pit bull lock on the, mm, 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 mm. you know what I'm trying to say, bro. He got them lips. He got them, 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 them pillows that you. All right. Cause I, first of all, that ain't like, come on now. He, that's Mr. Taylor. I can't even be talking about somebody else's husband like that, but hello. He over here. Like, look at me, bitch. 
I just bought you all of the nice things. And on top of me buying you the nice things, I'm starting to love you in the way that you receive love so that you feel love. And you worried about this nigga over here digging out her guts? Come over here and be happy, bitch. What are you doing? So, anyways, at the end of this recent episode, you know, they give you a little clip of, of next episodes. So, there's a, a a clip of, I think, her and him saying something about, like, you know, oh, are you happy or something like that? Or, you know what I mean? Like, is it real? Some, something along those lines. But then it shows him opening the door and her standing there and, and probably probably in Mr. Taylor's hoodie. Nah, nah. If she going to play the role, she probably going to play the role for real. She probably had one of Emmett's hoodies and a tuck just in case. Like, mm, I might go back to this nigga one day. Let me go ahead, write his name on the tag so I know which hoodie is which. And um, I'm going to wear his shit when I go back to his house. So he opens the door. There she is looking all sad and sulky. Talk about some Emmett. Bitch. Get the fuck out of here. Seriously. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Don't be that girl. I'm still making good time. Don't be that girl. Why would you want to be that girl? You, you being a hating ass bitch right now. Let it go. Let it the fuck go. See, this is one thing that I can't stand um, about us women. And we do this so often. We hold shit so tight. Like, God damn, there's other dicks in the world. There's other friends in the world. There's other people out there in the world. Whatever is not serving you, whatever you felt served you and is moved on, whatever doesn't wish to serve you anymore, let it the fuck go. Because what you do is you hold on to shit and you block what's coming to you. Niggas can't get to you because you sitting there holding on to the nigga that don't appreciate you and don't value you. He in the way, sis, move. And if the niggas say, listen, I don't want to be with you. Matter of fact, in this actual situation, she the one that said, I don't want to be with you. Don't want to be with me now, bitch. I'm over here digging out guts on the kitchen table and you want to pop up using your key. You don't live here no more. So I was like, oh, Emmett, I can't believe it. No, bitch, you need to see this. All of this good love and I'm stroking her now. It could have been yours. But what did you say? I don't want to be married to you anymore. Now go climb that six foot 25 pole and slide down that motherfucker and be happy. Like, let's be real. Let's be realistic. Like showing up. Now you want to be putting him in a situation, trying to test him, trying to see if you still can. And it's all just ego. And I can't stand that about us sometimes. Like we, like men have their egos and they and they display them in certain ways, but as women, the ways in which we display our ego is, it's just ridiculous to me at times. Why are you, so, why does it mean so much for you to see if you still can? You only want that man because you see somebody else loving and appreciating him in the way that you couldn't. And it's bothering you. So now you got to go back, double back, spin the block and see if you can still get him. Sis, let it the fuck go. Let it go. You made your bed. Go sleep with Mr. Taylor in it. Okay. Like seriously, it just, oh my God. That's, I was like, I was watching it and I was like, Ooh, as the episode was ending, I'm like, Tiff, you're losing me. You're losing me, Tiff. Tiff, you're losing me. By the end of the episode, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. 
I'm done. Now she has the space to prove me wrong on Thursday. I think is when it's come when when the show airs. But she has the space to prove me wrong that maybe she was there. Maybe that wasn't his sweatshirt. Maybe that was her sweatshirt. Maybe she was just there and she was sad because you know um, she found out some really bad news pertaining to their child. No, because I don't want to wish that on their child. But maybe she found out some really disheartening news pertaining to their child and she was just really sad about it. Maybe it wasn't that she was there with the Emmett seduction voice trying to get this nigga to cheat on Keisha because she knows now he's in a relationship and she want to see if he's really serious about the changes he's made maybe he is hoes don't always want to be hoes forever and that goes for men too they don't always want to be hoes forever sometimes they want to chill sometimes they want to set up a home base you feel what I'm saying Sometimes hoes don't always want to be hoes and that's cool. That's fine. But don't try to check to see. Uh -huh, you really changed. That's not up for you to see. It doesn't matter to you. It, do it doesn't play a role or it doesn't factor into your life right now. If I've changed in these ways of the in terms of relationships, it doesn't matter to you. You know who it matters to Keisha on the table in the kitchen. It matters to her. It don't matter to you because you said you didn't want to be married to me anymore. So what I do, where I slang and where I slang it and to whom I slang it to matters not to you because you said you didn't want to be married to me no more. And then you slid down the fire pole. Okay. So you can't be mad. You can't be trying to seduce, seduce him. You got to let that shit go. And that's to anybody that's holding on to something or someone some type of friendship, relationship, situationship, whatever, if they have made it clear to you, or even if they haven't made it clear to you, if they're giving you signs that it's not what they're into, you know, blowing you off every time you try to link, um, always is too busy to answer the call or reply back to your text days later, something of that sort, catch the hint, read the room. And if you can't read the room, but I've named some of those things, trust me, I don't read the room for you. Kick them to the curb, let them go. Spitting that hot fire today, baby. Dropping all the gems because y'all be getting on my nerves. Shit. Drop it. Mm. Y'all ready for this next one? All right, let's move forward. <sighs> this one is near and dear to my soul. House guest. Oh, God. Mm. Just saying it burns my tongue. Okay. I hate house guests. And here's a disclaimer. I am, and this is just in general, I am not a good hostess. And when I say hostess, I mean in terms of can I get you anything? Do you need anything? Let me let me grab that for you. Oh, here's a coaster. I'm not that girl. I am the party. Okay. So I don't I'm not about to stop entertaining the masses to check to see if you need some ice for your cup. Honestly, I don't care if you need ice for your cup. I'm busy. Do you hear these people laughing at my jokes? Okay, then. Go need something from someone else. I'm not the one. Okay? Which is fucked up because I like people coming over. I like having people over. I enjoy, you know, having cookouts and things of that nature. I just don't want to be the one that's responsible. I have no problem helping clean up. I have no problem helping set up. Don't ask me to cook shit, but you know, I have no problem with those things. But once everybody there, you know, 
um, hey, everybody, but switch turned on, party started. But what I'm not going to do is turn the switch off to ask you if you need some napkins. Bitch, look around. Find a napkin. You get what I'm saying? So that's my disclaimer on that. Now, in regards to house guests, I have what I would like to describe as PTSD when it comes to house guests. I, I, oh, it just makes my skin crawl. Okay. It makes my skin crawl. And I feel like it's because a lot of people don't quite understand the rules of being a house guest, the rules of being present in someone else's space, the rules of being present in someone else's place of peace. You know what I'm saying? And it bothers me. It bothers me that it's like when you go somewhere. Okay, we'll start here. Were you invited? Or did you ask to be there? That's that's the first. Were you invited? Now, if you were invited, there's there may be different rules. There may be different protocols. There may be different leniencies to your presence and you being there, right? But if you ask to be there, you being there, even if they say it's not an inconvenience, it is an inconvenience. Someone, like unless they're in like a mansion or something, which, you know, with love, maybe I do have very high value, high class audience, but I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't think anybody that listens to me right now has a house that's big enough to have someone staying in it, in it. Yeah, that sounded weird. To have someone staying in it to where you don't notice their existence at all completely, right? And even if you do have the space to have someone there where you know of their, you don't know of their existence at all, period, completely, it's still the fact that it's your fucking house and they only supposed to be there. Okay. So that's the first step. And for me, like that's where we start with, were you invited or did you ask to be here? Because if you were invited, it's like, okay, if you're invited, I'm making space for you willingly. You know what I'm saying? Like without being prompted to, I want you, I'm welcoming you in wanting you here. That's what the request is. That's what the invite is. The invite is me saying, I want you here in my space where I have my place of peace. I am welcoming you into that. Now, obviously you're going to have different rules. You're going to have different, you know, um, leniencies I definitely say different leniencies because the rules and the expectations may fall very closely the same but you know when you're invited and you're wanted and welcomed into the space things may flow a little different the energy may, the energy is definitely going to be different okay because it ain't no step for wife in the world that is okay with a long-term house guest okay unless she fucking them just saying um, now if you ask to be there more than likely you're asking to be there out of a need, right? Out of a necessity, you, you, you need a place to go. You need a place to, to, to camp out for whatever period of time, right? Now, here's the thing about that. You don't need supposed to be there. 
you are inconveniencing whomever. Okay? They inconvenienced. If it's your mama, your grandma, your auntie, your cousin, your homeboy, homegirl, whomever, you are inconveniencing them. That's what it boils down to. Now, they are allowing you to be there. They are they are giving you space to be there to, to, to pitch a tent and to get your bearings together. But the rules, the energy, is these things may be definitely completely different than if you were invited. When, Like I said, when you're invited, you're wanted into the space. Please come to the space. Please enter my place of peace. When you ask to be there and it's out of, especially if it's out of a place of a space of like super necessity, mm-mm, they don't really want that. You want to know why? Because that means that it's likely that you're going to need something else. And now you need stuff. And you know what happens with people who need stuff, especially with most people, because most people have a hard time saying no. When you become that person that just needs something all the time, motherfuckers stop talking to you. They fall back from you. Like what you what, what you got going on, they don't even, when they talk to you, they don't even ask you how you doing. They just tell you like how they doing. And they, they deduce that shit heavy. Okay. That should be like, you see them like, oh, so what up, man? You know, shit just being real for me. You know, I just been having a lot going on at the job and, you know, the car's been in and out the shop. You just start running down all the bad things you have because now they like, damn, you don't even got no space for me to come with my baggage. It's almost like when you when you see people begging in the street, you know what I'm saying, the panhandlers. When you see them, especially the ones that's from the neighborhood, hey sis, hey sis, and you hit them with, hey, what up, auntie? Um, you got a dollar I could borrow? Damn, sis, I was just about to ask you the same thing. You got to hit them before they even get to you. Let them know that you're down and out, because otherwise, if they see that you even got a little bit of stability, huh? It looks like a looks like a place where I could pitch a tent. Come on, nomad. Come on, resources. Come on, let me borrow. Nah, nah, I'm not gonna let you borrow no living space. You see, ooh, ooh, sorry, I'm getting a little passionate now. Cause I told you I got a little PTSD when it comes to this shit. <sighs> okay. <sighs> when you ask to be somewhere, right? There's just certain well, there's rules, period, to being a house guest. But if you ask to be somewhere, I'm going to run down what I think and some of my rules and some of the things that I've been through. But if you ask to be somewhere, if you ask to stay at someone's house in someone's space, you just in general need to be mindful of these things. Okay. I'm going to start with keep yourself small. I know people may say, oh, make yourself at home or get comfortable. They lying. They want you to be comfortable to an extent. They want you to be comfortable to their level of comfort for you. I want you to be comfortable, but don't get too motherfucking comfortable. Get them dirty ass Hanes socks, them bottoms. Get them shits off my coffee table. I don't play that shit. You ain't been walking on clean floors with slides on. You know what I'm saying? Like, be mindful. Keep yourself small. Matter of fact, don't even unpack your bag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when we go places, my sister, she like to get real comfortable, but we be staying in hotels, right? So when we get to the hotel, my sister unpack her bag. She put them in the, in the drawer and shit. Like she, you know, clean down and everything like that, but then she put her stuff away. Like 
Bitch, we only here for two nights. Yeah, but I want to feel at home. That's fine. Here in this space that you paid for, right? But when we go into other spaces, you don't get that comfortable. You know what I'm saying? You be mindful of how much mess you're making, how much mess you're generating. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be in somebody's house as a guest, right? And decide, I'm going to make me a big-ass breakfast, right? I'm going to use up mad eggs that I didn't buy. Fry up mad expensive bacon that I didn't chip in on. I'm going to use it all up. For me. Bitch, excuse me? That is not making yourself small. Making yourself small says, hey, y'all, I'm about to make breakfast. No, first of all, first of all, if ain't nobody make breakfast and you hungry, do you mind if I make breakfast? Don't just walk up in nobody's kitchen and thinking that you about to start busting pots and pans. No, maybe they have you like a microwavable sandwich or something, but no, you're not about to just walk up in here and busting pots and pans. You're not doing that shit. We're not doing that today. You you getting a little too comfortable. Make yourself small. Matter of fact, for me, for me when it comes to house, house guests outside of my, well, no, my mom's straight. For me, if you don't have a place to return to, you don't even you don't you don't even need to bring enough space to my house for me to have to say make yourself small. Matter of fact, for me, you come to stay at my house. Listen, when we moved to Georgia, right? When we moved to Georgia, I said, listen, baby, if anybody come to stay here and they don't have a place to return to, they have three days max to stay here. At the third day, I don't know where they want me to drop them off, but I will help them with their bags and I will drop them off where they need. If it's a train station, an airport, wherever you need, I will drop you off. But you cannot stay more than three days. Because what happens is people really get comfortable. And when they get comfortable enough, they start trying to expand on that comfort. My nigga, you're not my roommate. You're a house guest. Okay? And if you're not making breakfast for everybody in this bitch, you ain't busting a pot or a pan. You get what I'm saying? You getting too comfortable. You a house guest. Relax ease up like I've had very bad experiences with house guests when I was young my mom was very much into playing uh it was I, I don't know how much European we got my, my mom is just very light-skinned but when she was young she liked to put on that European cape and go super save a hoe or super save a nigga so she would like bring um like I had cousins like distant cousins that came to stay with us um, my aunt lives with us or lived with us for most of my, uh, like preteen into teen years. Well, no, I moved up here for my teen years, but like my preteen years, like my mom's always like, all right, just come stay with me. Come stay with me. And it's like, bro, I love that you're so generous, but we don't have shit. And when you offer up the, the, the little bit of shit that we do have to these people, you taking away from me. You feel what I'm saying? That's how I was looking at it. Like, bro, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Stop helping every fucking body. Help them in a different way. 
oh no, because he said he's going to come in here and, and, and look for work. May he RIP, he came there and did not look for no work. My school at the time was right, like not even across the street. It was across the fence. Like there was a fence that separated where I lived from the school, right? This motherfucker, I would leave for school in the morning. And I don't even know why you up that fucking early if you ain't going to work. I would leave for school in the morning. This nigga be sitting on the couch. and I mean, sitting in the recliner. Come home for school at lunch. Nigga sitting in the recliner. Come home. I'd stay after school for a while because when you got house guests, you don't be, you don't be wanting to go home. Because they don't even supposed to be there and they in your space. Comfortable. More comfortable than you be. How are you more comfortable in my house than I am? You don't even supposed to be here. Anyways, so I would stay at school longer, right? And But I would get home before my mom got home. And then one day it hit me, right? Because I, I was sitting in the front room. Now, the way the house was, it was a ranch house. So it was like a front room. And then you walk through the door and it was like the den. And then you go left and it was the kitchen. And then off to the side of the kitchen was like an office, but it was big enough to be like a small bedroom. So it was a small bedroom. But if you come in, and you go to the right, you go down to the bathroom, my mom's bedroom, my grandfather's bedroom, my bedroom, right? Now, why did I say all of that? <laughs> Giraffe nuts. Um, no, so I said all of that to say, yeah, so I would sit in the front room one day, right? So I'm sitting in the front room, and this is like CD time. Like, so I had a CD player, a Sony Walkman, and I'll... <laughs> No, okay, I was. I was about to say I was listening to Lil Bow Wow. It was a Lil Bow Wow. Um, because this was like after my Lil Bow Wow phase. Um, I was listening to something, but might have just been a blueprint. But um, no, because I don't think he was there my freshman. I think it was more like my my eighth grade year, my seventh grade year. So it might have been Bow Wow. I don't remember. But I was on my Sony Walkman, I remember that. So I'm sitting in the living room and that was my shit. Like I like to just, even now I like to just sit in the room and just put headphones in and vibe out. So I'm sitting there and my mom walks in, right? And as she's walking in, like, you know, he hears the car pull in the driveway and I hear shuffling. So I look into the den and mind you, this nigga, when I say he be in a recliner, I don't mean in stage one. I don't mean in stage two. I mean the stage where the feet go all the way up. The back extends all the way out and you're damn near laying down. You know the one I'm talking about. So this nigga was putting the recliner back to normal position and jumping up and making it look like he was moving around and just getting home. Then I noticed every day when I leave, this nigga be fully dressed. He be fully dressed. This nigga was making my mom think that he was out looking for work. When that nigga was stage three recliner. All day, just fully dressed in case she just decided to pop in. You fucking kidding me, bro? You for real? Stop it. Stop it. So, yeah, me and him, like, I just, he wasn't a bad guy. He was, you know, and that's the thing that also happens with house guests. Most of the time, they be mad nice. They be mad nice. Why are you so nice and wrong? Huh? Why are you so nice and fucked up at the same time? Hmm? Help me. Help me understand that. You can't be a charming piece of shit in my household. No. Dang. 
making me feel bad for having to tell you not to do shit that you should know not to do. Don't leave the back door open or the dogs will get out. Oh man, you know what? I just, oh man, I'm just so not used to having dogs, bro. I be trying. I'm so sorry. Like I was, I was doing this and I was doing that and I just couldn't. And then by the end of the side story, you're like, my nigga, it's all right. Just keep the door closed, bro. Like, nah, I shouldn't have to feel like, I shouldn't have to feel like a bad guy for telling you how to respect or how to have common decency in other people's space. Like that. And they will make you feel like that. They will really make you feel like that, bro. You gotta, you gotta pick your clothes up. You can't just be like, bro, you can't have fucking bowls in the bathroom. Like that's nasty. What are you doing? And then they say something to make you feel like shit from having said that, like, like bowls or something. Damn, bro. You know what? You right. Maybe, maybe I see why you was eating while you was on the toilet. You know what I'm saying? You just was two birds, one throne. You know what I'm saying? You see what I did there? Yeah. My bad, bro. I ain't, you know what? I ain't even gonna say nothing about it next time. No, bitch. What? No. You can't go in there with no fucking food. That's nasty. We don't live like that. That's not what we're doing. And if you do that, you got to get your own house and do that there. But in this house, I better not find nothing from the kitchen in the bathroom. That's nasty. You get what I'm saying? Like, they be so charming and so nice. But you, no, you shouldn't have to feel like the bad guy for demanding what you need for your space, for your place of peace. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, you wouldn't feel like a bad guy for demanding what you need in your space and your place of peace if you would have just had the three-day rule in place and after that third day, hey, I, I took the liberty to pack your bags for you. I put them by the door. Is there anywhere that I can drop you off? I hate to be so forward, but I don't want you to get com- I don't want you to get comfortable. I've seen some stuff, seen some things. I've seen people go from, hey, I just need a place to crash tonight to moving in 25 people. And you're like, bro, whoa, whoa, whoa. How come everybody in here got a key? And ain't nobody on the lease. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is not how we operate. You know what I'm saying? Like that you put people at risk like that. And not for nothing, not only do you put people at risk like that, let's just take into account how shitty of a person you have to be to walk over someone's kindness in that way. That's what you're doing. You're saying, hey, thank you for letting me into your personal space so that I can take advantage of you. Or that so that I can have me some time to just be whatever I feel like being. Like, never mind how it inconveniences you. Like, all right, let's get back because I'm, I'm getting a little... Mm. I'm getting a little aggravated. All right. So you got to be mindful of the space you take, make it, you know, keep yourself small. Don't be out here doing shit that, you know, that's not your house. That, that kitchen is not your kitchen. Okay. Don't bang no pots and pans without permission. Ooh, come on bars. Huh? Hello. Anyways, um, be mindful again, that you are a guest. Space is being made for you to be there. So don't be a bigger inconvenience than you already are by even being there, whether you're welcomed or you asked to be there. Just you got you have to be mindful. Space has has been made for you, whether it's a great deal of space. You know, maybe they had an ensuite with its own, you know, an extra bedroom with its own bathroom. And, you know, maybe they had a, a separate entrance. Maybe, you know, maybe your friends rolling in the big bucks, but whatever it is. Space is being made for you. So don't be a bigger inconvenience than necessary. 
Okay. And when I say that things like this, if you, if you're going to stay with somebody, right, you're going to stay with some family, especially if you ask to be there, right? You need a place to stay for a couple of nights, maybe a week. I don't know. I don't know what their rules are, but if you were using Shonda in this example, three nights, bitch. Anyways. Um, so you're going to stay with them for a week, right? Now it's what? October. So school is in full swing, right? They only got two bathrooms. One is in their room. The other is the one that the kids use, right? Now they got two kids, right? And you stand in the guest room. Okay. Now the kids get ready in that, in that, 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 that second bathroom from, I don't know, 6.30 to 9.30. They're in there getting showered, getting themselves together, doing, I don't know, maybe they're teenagers or something. They're doing their makeup and shit. They're getting themselves together for the day. And this is their normal routine every day from 6.30 to 9.30. One goes first, she does what she got to do. One goes next, she does what she got to do, right? When you're a house guest, from 6.30 to 9.30, you bet not need to use the fucking bathroom. Do you understand what I'm saying? From 6.30 to 9.30, if you got to get up and get dressed for work and your shift starts at 8.30, guess what? You better get the fuck up well before 6.30. If it takes you an hour to get yourself ready, well, guess what? You better get the fuck up at 5.30, excuse me, 5.15, so that the bathroom can cool off, so that the the people who reside there, the people who are supposed to be there, can have a fresh bathroom as they are accustomed to. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not a matter of, okay, well, I can't take a shower right now when when I typically do because the house guest is now in the shower. No, bitch. What made you think? Oh, well, because the first girl got out the shower, I figured that I'd just jump in in between. No, the fuck you didn't. Because that hour that you just did, now that took away from somebody who is supposed to be here. She didn't volunteer to give up that hour. And even if she did, so what? You still took that from her. Maybe that hour was what she uh, she uses to do a smoky eye. Hmm? And now you done fucked up the smoky eye. It doesn't have the full hour potential to it. And now all of her homegirls is not going to give her a full yes, girl, when she gets to school. Hmm? Look at the damage you've done. Or or say, for example, you decide that you want to jump in in, the, in between those hours, right? In between those times that they're supposed to be in the bathroom, their, their standard schedule, you jump in with your hour shower. And the, and, the, and the second girl says, hey, I'm still taking my time, my regular time. If I usually take an hour and a half in the shower, I'm still going to take my hour and a half to get myself ready. But now guess what? That pushes everything else back because now we have to wait for her to finish getting ready. And so whoever is driving them to school is now late. Now, say, for example, the person driving them to school is mom and she drops them off on the way to work. Now, mom is running late because sis said I'm taking my whole hour and a half Fuck the fact that we had a guest. My guest shouldn't have been in the bathroom when it was my turn. And now, mom, you got to pay for it. And then guess what? Mom gets to work and what happens? Oh, this your third time being late. You fired. Damn. Look at what having a house guest got you. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. So make sure that you understand that you are an inconvenience, whether they, they say it or not. You're the inconvenience. Okay. So keep yourself small. 
don't be in the way. Understand that if you have somewhere to be, your time is not important. You, whatever you have, your needs are not a priority. And even if they are, even if the, the person, the host is making you believe that they are, move as if they are not. That will keep you humble. That will help you remain a decent house guest. You know what I'm saying? If they say, hey, go in the fridge and eat what you want, that does not mean go in the fridge and eat 12 of their eggs. You know what I'm saying? You fucking up all the chicken nuggets, smashing all the Lunchables, going through all the Kool-Aid jammers. Now nobody can have snacks because you done ate them all. And you don't even supposed to be here. You feel what I'm saying? Like, be mindful of, 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 of the space that you're taking up. Don't take advantage of the space. Just be mindful. Keep yourself small. Make your needs minimal. You're not at home. And you're damn sure not at a hotel. And likely, if they're letting you stay there, if it's even if it's like one day, two days, whatever, these rules all apply. But if it's long term, definitely still keep yourself small, especially keep yourself small. Create your routine around their routine. Have a full conversation of what their expectations and what what's what's within my realm of OK. What can I do that's OK with y'all? What do you guys prefer me not to do? Because here's the thing. If you can make it easy for y'all to coexist, and hell, even, even better, if you can make it beneficial for them to have you present, that's a saving grace within itself, bro. But you ain't going to get that if you're out here taking up space, being in the bathroom during times that other people supposed to be in the bathroom, fucking up schedules, making a big ass mess, eating up all the food. You're not going to get that. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I had a house guest. I had a house guest recently, right? Well, not recent recently, but, you know, we've moved in the last couple of years. But it was recent enough for me to still be triggered, okay, honey? And the house guest, first of all, I wasn't aware that we was going to have a house guest. Just kind of, whoop, happened. And here's my thing. Remember I said it kind of makes you feel guilty for having to be hard and to having to say things straightforward. I was starting to feel guilty. Like at first the house guests, I wasn't like mad. Like I didn't have a problem with the house guests, but as time went on immediately, once I seen like, Oh, this not just, you know, a couple of days. Once I seen that, I was like, mm -mm. immediately attitude switched. I got mean. Why? Because I've been here before and I know how these things play out. Now, forgive me, you know, but just as there's a high Sean, there's, there's different variations of Sean. Now, Prophet Sean, I'm not saying that I'm out here receiving all of the messages and I have all of the answers from the great divine and all of that. I'm just saying that for some reason I get my that so raven on and I'll look at a situation and I'll see exactly how it's going to play out in the future. And I'm just saying it's been proven. And I don't mean long-term proven with an I told you so. I mean somebody walking up and me saying that's somebody doing this and they're doing that and immediately as soon as they walked up it was confirmed that person was doing this and they were doing exactly what I said they were doing I'm just saying okay I'm not telling you you got to come follow me like I'm the messiah or anything like that no you do need to subscribe to this podcast I'll say that but prophet Sean looked at the situation and I was like mm, been here before no 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 know how this is gonna play out and Immediately, I was like, let me take my nice voice off. Let me stop being friendly. 
right? So I stopped being friendly. I stopped being nice because I didn't want that person to feel comfortable. I didn't want that person to feel welcome because maybe after the third day, you was not welcomed in my eyes. Okay. After the third day, you were not welcomed in my eyes because I have a three day rule. So after that third day, I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm, what's happening here? And the get the 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 guest, I don't even know if I feel comfortable calling them a house guest. I feel like there's a better word out there. I just can't reach it right now. Um, and it's gonna make me mad because as soon as I finish or when I'm listening back, I'm like, ah, oh, that was the word. But anyways, um, like the guest was doing shit that was just like, okay, not making themselves small. If you have a habit, right, and you the the where you are staying the habit is like prohibited, right? Then you have to find a safe space for you to do the habit that does not interfere with the people of the residence, right? So I smoke weed. We know that, okay? I've broken my family in. I've eased myself into it. They know, okay? I have my designated smoke, my designated smoke spaces, and I don't fuck with them when I'm, you know, I don't bring the drama to them. Uh, I keep my, you know, we over here with it. I'm over here smoking, minding my damn business. Okay. You don't smell it. It doesn't interfere with what you got going on. I'm on a whole different side of the house or a whole different level of the house. You know what I'm saying? So I live here though. So it's okay for me because I've made it okay for me and my family and my household. You know what I'm saying? If you're a guest, do you receive that same, it's okay? No. Why do you think you do? Why do you think you should? Hmm? If you see me smoking weed, okay, that, put, that, that should let you know, okay, maybe they're okay with smoking weed so I can, like, you know, go out in the yard and smoke it or something like that. But... If you see me smoking, if I come downstairs and I'm high as shit, then it's like, all right, she was just smoking. That doesn't say for you to go into a different room or the room that you're staying in for you to smoke. That's not, you stood, whoa, rules, bitch. You don't live here. You feel what I'm saying? So when it comes to smoking cigarettes, especially in a a household that does not smoke cigarettes, why make yourself small. I shouldn't know that you smoke cigarettes. I shouldn't smell it. I shouldn't see buds. You shouldn't be doing it around me. And if 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 you are smoking cigarettes, right, and we're outside, now I'm outside because this happened too. Don't walk around me or or say like you know is it is it cool? Like don't just walk up on me with that damn cigarette like that's going like bro. My breathing air is important to me, and if it's not weed then what are you doing to me? Why are you forcing my hand on that? You know what I'm saying? Like, give me that option. Is this cool if I come over here or, you know, is I'm straight or should I stay over here? Stay your fucking ass over there. You know what I'm saying? But you didn't even give me the option. You just assume that it would be okay. And I understand because maybe you're from the hood, so it's usually okay. People don't mind. But call me a bougie bitch. I mind. You know what I'm saying? I mind. So in, in, this, in, in the space of keeping yourself small, Whatever habits you have, either check in with the residents, the people who live there, and see, like, what are the rules behind this? Like, is this okay or is this not okay? And if something is not okay, then you need to find elsewhere to do it. Okay? You need to find elsewhere to do it. Like, the thing that was killing me about this house guest, right? Like, first of all, 
they were too old to be acting as childish as they were. And in regards to accountability, if you get caught doing something, damn, that's fucked up. I got caught. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Either I'm going to work on it or I'm not going to do it again. But this person would, and also let's keep in mind, I have super senses so I can hear like my ears are very sensitive and my smelling, everything that I'm very sensitive with scent, right? So like I can smell is weird. Like we'll talk about that another day, like, but I'm very sensitive with scents. And so I'm like, yo, house guests been smoking in the house. House guests confronted. Oh no, no, no. I don't be smoking in the house, bro. I can, like, I, I hot box every day. I know what a smoky room look like, bro. What do you mean? Like, who are you talking to? Like you really, and, and now it's like, you really trying to insult everybody intelligence by like, saying no like why are you making people have to be mean to you like people don't and it's a thing house guests you gotta understand people don't be wanting to be mean we just have to keep you in line like having to be the stern parent to a child like I don't want to be the stern parent but if I be lenient to you you're gonna try to take advantage of me like your dad got a little emotional there didn't I look at him look at me exposing myself <laughs> but that's what it comes down to like we don't want to be jerks and have to be assholes or whatever but apparently you stay you overstay your welcome and you don't realize that you're not fucking reading the room so again if any of the things that i have said resonate with you then maybe you are a bad house guest and you need to pack the fuck up and get out matter of fact if you want to be a good house guest don't ever bring a suitcase okay if you ever ask me to come stay with, if you ever ask to come stay with me i promise you you you, you walk up my driveway with a goddamn suitcase bitch where's your carry-on Matter of fact, where's your book bag? Roll that shit up military style. You can't come in here with no fucking suitcase. That shit got wheels. Oh, nah, that's too big. You think you about to stay. I'm sorry, nah. They they pack for too long. Mm-mm. Don't, don't, don't open the door. Matter of fact, I can, I can lock the door from my phone. We good. I'm not even putting up with this shit. I'll call you an Uber to the, uh, the airport. Return the sender. Don't want it. I'm good. Like... Well, don't, don't come packing no big old bag. Cause that means that you're going to be here for a long time. And I don't even want to, I don't even want to believe that about you because especially if I love you and you just hitting a hard time, I, I don't want to believe that about you. I don't want to believe you plan on being there for a long time, knowing that I'm not comfortable with that. You know what I'm saying? I don't even want you to put me in a position to have to tell you to leave. I want you to already know from the gate on that third day. Well, when I walk in to check on you, hey girl, how you doing? Oh girl, I'm good. Just packing my bag. Oh girl, let me help you. You know what? Look, last time I was at the hotel, I stole some of these lotions. Let's put some of those in your bag too. You feel what I'm saying? Like that's where we going with it. But anyways, um, yeah, so there was the smoking, you know, the habit situation. Um, what else happened that reminded me of how shitty house guests are? Um yeah, like I said before, that's very important. I'm looking at my notes. Um, the freedom that the people who live there have, it does not apply to you as the house guest, despite what they say. It does not apply to you as the house guest, okay? If I'm able to smoke weed in my house, that does not mean that you can just roll up and light a blunt wherever you are. You can ask me if I want to smoke that blunt with you, and then I can invite you into a smoke space, or I can take you to a designated you know, space that is okay for that, which if I'm not really fucking with you, it's going to be outside on the porch or in the backyard. But I don't want you to even think that the things that I do 
are okay for you to do. Because if I see you, if I see you do shit that I do, oh, I get so annoyed. Y'all, I get so fucking annoyed. The only thing about that house guest, that particular house guest, they were able to cook. They cooked their ass off. So that was like a saving grace. But if I see you do something that that I do that, even I'd be like, I only do that shit because I'm comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I, I, I'm supposed to be here. If I see you do some shit like that, I'm like, bruh, now I'm mad for real. Like, like what? Like, like, all right, say you use a dish, right? <laughs> it's so petty. Say you use a dish and you just put it in the sink and you don't rinse it out. You don't wash it out of nothing or, or like get it ready for the dishwasher or put it in the dishwasher. Like you just leave it there for somebody else to deal with. Ooh. Oh my God. Bitch, you are not me. My children are not going to clean up after you. <laughs> like I was saying, my children are not going to clean up after you. Take that motherfucking dish and put it in a dishwasher or get that rag and wash that bitch the fuck out. Like, my kids are not here to clean up after you. I've raised them to do that for me and for their dad. <laughs> And depending on how they feel for the aunt and my father, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bitch, you got, you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't, it's not my thing. House guests just really, because they, they don't, it's like, you don't even supposed to be here. And then you be there somewhere long enough. You're bound to get comfortable. You're bound to become into a part of your own routine. And a lot of the times with house guests is the routine that they become comfortable in is a routine that involves inconvenience for the people who live there. You know what I'm saying? So you, to you, you like, Oh, well, I take a shower every day at this time. Yeah, bitch. And that was a problem. The first day you did it. I just didn't want to say anything. Cause I seen you had fallen on hard times, but now you're getting comfortable. Like you live here. You know what I'm saying? My biggest thing when it, anytime I see that, I'd be like, don't let them get no mail. <laughs> Don't let them get no mail. I don't even know what squatters' rights are in New Jersey, but there was a squatter on my um on my old block, right? Hold on, let me wipe my lips because I'm talking a lot and I got that chapstick on getting that white stuff. Luckily, I'm not recording. So, y'all don't get to judge me. I'm not out here looking like um what's his name? Tyrone Biggums. Is that the the, the crack one? On the Chappelle show. Anyways, um, so Damn, this is a longer podcast. I was supposed to do 30 minutes. I'm almost an hour and a half. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and finish up so I can wrap this up. Every time I say wrap this up, I think about condoms. It's so weird. Um, well, not really. Branding. Anyways. Um, damn, where was I? Giraffe nuts. Um, anyways. House guests, rules don't apply, designated spokespaces. Um, hmm. Anyways, we'll just, like I said, wrap it up. Um, anything else in my notes that I need to hit that I haven't hit? Um, you should see it says big as hell. Don't get comfy. Bitch, don't get too comfortable. Because you don't even supposed to be here. Yes, yeah, so I think that's pretty much it for the most part. The last thing on the, on the note says, don't overstay your welcome and to read the room. Now, here's what I do. And, and y'all could take this with you. 
because I'm very straightforward because sometimes I can misread the room and I have had situations like with my friendships where I thought everything was going well relationships too I thought everything was going well but the other person was like bitch what world are you living in because that's not what I'm feeling over here you know what I'm saying so I could be oblivious in certain moments so for me what I do is I confront everything head on so if I'm in your space, if I'm staying at your house, or if I come to visit you, like if you, you know, like my homegirl Vicky lives far. So if I drive down here to visit her or whatever, and I'm not staying at night, um, you know, after a while, I'll be like, hey, I'm good. Or, you know, am I overstaying my welcome? And I'm asking that sincerely. I'm not asking that with like, when you say, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna be offended. I'm gonna be more offended if you say no, but you feel like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, fam, just tell me. Just tell me. I'm good. Like, you don't, I'm, you know what I mean? Because if I've been in your space for, for long enough, then I'm good. But even if I'm not good, if you're ready for me to be out of your space for whatever reason, I'm ready to accept that and respect that. And I feel like a lot of people, we take things personally when it's like, okay, sometimes people be tired. Sometimes they don't, they don't feel like having people over. Sometimes they don't feel like entertaining. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes they reach their capacity and all they have left for that day or for that moment they've given you and now they need to recharge. That's the thing. Whatever it is, if they're ready for you to go, don't make them have to say it. That's rude. Don't make me have to say, all right, so what you finna do? Like we just had sex. Like we just had condom sex. Cause that's the quote. That's the type of question you ask after condom sex. After raw sex, you just roll over because I don't give a fuck what you about to do well I don't give a fuck what you about to do after you get me the warm rag you know what I'm saying that's that bareback shit but that condom sex that's when you look at the next person and you're like well what you about to do that's that you I don't make nobody have to tell you what you about to do and I know somebody's listening like oh shit such and such be saying that to me yeah, bitch, that means like, get the fuck up out of here. Don't make me have to say that to you. Be ready to leave before I even get to that point. And like I said, if you don't know how to read the room, but any of these things that I've touched base on resonate with you, that means that you need to learn to fucking leave. Use what I've just said. Ask straight up. Don't be scared. Hey, I'm good or I need to go. I'm overstaying my welcome. You can even say it with a little, little song and dance. I'm overstaying my welcome or what? And you smile when you say it. Okay. And then they, you know, actually, once you hear actually, it don't matter what they say after that. Well, I'm lying. Another read the room situation because it may be actually I'm enjoying your company. No. So let's not, let's not just jump the gun there. Let, we'll, we'll, all right. Look at us, women, those who are listening, fellas, look at what we just did here. Watch what, watch what this woman does here. Let me back that up. I was wrong. Why don't we wait before we even say something of that sort? Let's let's change that so that we don't make it seem as though it's one way when it's actually another. I don't want to have to further admit that I was wrong. So I'll just stop right here and say, let's change that because I already see I'm on the verge of being incorrect. I know, I know y'all niggas out there like, oh my God, my dick just got hard. Was that a woman admitting she was wrong or about to be wrong? Yeah, bitch, that's what that was. It's 2022, bitch. Women out here holding themselves accountable, bitch. 
did that hurt a little bit in my belly button hoe? You know what I'm saying? Am I holding my breath in a little bit when I'm doing all of this? A little bit because, god dang, I just had to admit that I might have almost been wrong or I was on the verge of being wrong. <sighs> Damn, shit real. Anyways, um, but yeah, so you just ask straight up, you know, hey, am I overstaying my welcome? And if they hit you with some type of hesitation, then it's likely, look at that word, it's likely that they are going to say something to the sort that you are. Or, you know, it's likely that they are hinting at yes. But at the same time, on the other side of that coin, because I'm noticing that um, a lot of times I, I, me, and sometimes other people that I've, I've spoken with, we only speak from one perspective. So on the other side of that coin, you know, as the host, you have to also be straightforward. If you are ready for somebody to go, hopefully, like I said, they don't make you get to the point where you have to say that or you have to ask them to leave or you have to hit them with the what you're about to do. Hopefully they don't. But if they are straightforward with you and they say, hey, am I overstaying my welcome? Or they give you an opportunity to truly express about how you feel, um, express how you feel about them being there in that moment. Take that opportunity. Like, Take that opportunity. Actually, you know what? Um, I did kind of want to have some alone time or I did kind of just want to be by myself today. Or you know what? I am kind of feeling depleted. I need to kind of recharge and, and have a moment for myself. So, but let's do this again. Maybe next time. And then you suggest something else. You know what I'm saying? Like you, if you, if you're feeling down or you're feeling uneasy about saying yes, I do want you to leave in, 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 in layman's terms, then offer up, you know, a solution, even though it's not really a problem, but offer up something else. Like, yeah, you know, I am tired. Um, I do want to lay down, but maybe we can X, Y, Z, A, B, C, blah, 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 on whatever day. You know what I'm saying? It kind of softens the blow if the person is sensitive or will be receiving it in a sensitive way. It's like, yeah, you know, I do need my space. I am ready to have my alone time, but I'm not uninterested in hanging out with you. It's just that I just need some me time. You know what I mean? Like, so setting up something further or suggesting something further lets that person know that it's not me, it's them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's not me with the problem. Like, you know, they just need some them time. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if it was me as the problem, they wouldn't want to establish something for the future. You know what I mean? They wouldn't want to make plans for the future. So just take that into consideration. And yeah, I think that, I think that covers it, guys. Where are we at? Oh, one hour and 31 minutes. Check us out. Also, like, I appreciate you guys for hanging with me through this and the feedback I got like I said last week it was awesome it felt really good to hear I'm happy that you guys are enjoying it I'm happy that you guys are looking forward to episodes I hope that I don't disappoint and if I do start to disappoint well fuck you then get the fuck up out of here bitch there's other people waiting to be where you are right now listening to this gold that was a bit aggressive I do know but you know how I get when I'm when my feelings are hurt you know what I mean real nigga shit anyways um if you enjoyed this tune back in um, whatever you're listening on, listening on, like it, share it, rate it, review it, whatever. Only if it's good though. Don't leave me no bad reviews. If you don't have nothing nice to say, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, um, tell a friend, you know, Hey, check this shit out. Some gems up in there. Um, 
But hopefully a lot of what I said really resonated. Or even if even if these are things that you didn't think of, because I, I know we've all been there before. So even if it was things that like you didn't think of or a different perspective on certain things, I hope that y'all fuck with this. And I hope that, you know, this was able to land on, you know, some ears that needed to hear some of the things that was said. Um, so, yeah, fuck with it. I'll check in with y'all later. Um, follow me across all boards at fuck it. I'm a mom. No. I don't think I got a thing. Why I'm saying that? Follow me across all boards at Shonda Nicole one. Teflon Sean on Twitter. But I'm about to stop. I mean, not Twitter on um, TikTok. But I'm about to stop fucking with TikTok. Because everything I post, they hit me with the community guidelines. And it's like, bro, what the fuck? I be seeing mad, wild, ratchet shit up here. But the second that I try to jump in and enjoy some and, and contribute to the mad, wild, ratchet shit, now all of a sudden I'm going against community lines. Like, I'll post the same shit on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And TikTok be like, mm-mm. We care about our consumers. Like, get the fuck out of here. They don't even care about themselves. And you know you don't care about them because you you coordinate shit to keep them and their attention on your apps. What are you talking about? You don't fucking care about them. Show them this funny shit like I asked you to, please. <sighs> oh, sorry. If you made it this far, I wish nothing but happiness and prosperity and wealth and peace and honesty to you and from you to the world namaste <laughs> saying that y'all be good it's been fun